You are now in the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My name is Ephraim Guzman, and my co-host for today, he is the star maker, he is the maker of champions, he is the king of OVW, and he is the iconic manager. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kenny Starmaker Bolin! Yes, the news of the day. I didn't think it was news. I didn't think it was that big a deal that uh, that I posted that I was leaving Facebook and Twitter. I was not committing suicide. Uh, Just posted I was leaving Facebook and Twitter. You can reach me at my email. I've probably got 40,000 friends on my email list, which is about 35,000 more than is on my Facebook. Uh, So you can still reach me. You can still order my merchandise. Um, I guess some people out there are probably figuring out that what in the hell am I doing? How do you pronounce your name again? Ephraim or what? Oh, uh, it's Ephraim. Oh, good insight. I didn't know you had to go. <laughs> but thank you uh, very much. But, but uh, am I here doing your show tonight? I guess as a personal favor, going out in the, going out in the big New York cities. I'm not even the best need to do radio shows anymore. I don't like how I'm treated. <laughs> the Jim Cornette experience, um... The Bowling Alley, good Lord, we've been running for eight years. I mean, what shows run for eight years? Exactly. We're in our eighth, eighth season, I think, uh, about to do episode four, we were. We're supposed to be doing it tonight. I know you And I just, I just didn't feel up to it. I just, I don't know if there'll be any more. I know from being, yeah, from being with Tommy Furio to being with, you know what I'm saying, and now the Bowling Alley, it's going to be extinct. Well, it's, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's not looking good. It's just looking like I'm going to give up about everything, just deal with email. A lot of people saying you need to promote your products and everything. Everybody knows what I got. Shit. Write Kenny Bowling at MSN.com. Tell me what you want. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's not that big a deal. I've got 35,000 more friends and fans on, on Google Chrome than I've got on Facebook anyway. Uh, oh. Twitter, there's only two or 3,000 there, so... 70,000 of Jimmy Cornette's. Uh, why does Jimmy have 70,000 fans? There ain't, there, ain't 70, there ain't 700 listening to the damn show that I know of. But aren't Unless you, I'm on, then there's about 7,000. But aren't you going to miss out? No, in, all, in all honesty, I think I heard that uh, Jimmy's shows with me on it draw anywhere between 20 and 30,000. And when he's, when he's on the show by himself, he's under 10,000. But um, what about Alice Radley? Aren't you going to miss Alice Radley? Oh, good God. Alice Radley. No. I won't mess her, and she'll be dead probably before long anyway, so. Oh, wow. It's always been that often. Well, pretty hard. She's taking better care of herself. <laughs> Obviously, in bad health. Oh. But you know, I, the, the reason I'm doing the show tonight is before, in all honesty, um, I, I do the bowling alley running if I feel like it. Uh, it's my show. I'll do it when the hell I want. But I did tell you several weeks ago that I would come on and do a review, a review show with you on two of my, used to be two of my favorite things, was wrestling and WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which I barely even watch WrestleMania anymore because they usually suck. Yeah. And uh, my favorite television show of all time, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And we knew the season finale was going to be Sunday. I said, let's wait till Tuesday when I've already seen The Walking Dead. I've seen WrestleMania. I've seen Raw. And uh, 
seen all of Raw yet. But um, I've seen about half of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to honor my word to you and come on here and do uh, do your review show with you. And, and uh, then after that, we'll just have to see what happens. It's, 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 not, it's not looking good. All right, so um, let's get started on WrestleMania because people who have the network watch it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, which is the earliest pre-show, but we're getting down to... That goddamn thing started at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, basically with... They the, had a pre-show on them. What time was the first match they had? I know they had pre-matches. Yeah, I think they had the first The first match was at... I think I don't, I don't, I don't know if they showed the NXT match or something like that. I'm not really totally I sure on that. NXT to OVW, do you see a lot of similarities in it, or not really? Well, absolutely, absolutely, I see none, and the reason being is that they got millions of dollars poured into them, what we were lucky at times to have hundreds of dollars uh, poured into us, it was, it was all we could ever do to get money out of them. We were basically in, a, in an abandoned warehouse for the better part of two years for they ever even put us in anything decent, and even then they put us in basically a nicer warehouse on the nicer side of town in as opposed to a shithole that should have been condemned over in Indiana. So the WWE, with all that money, come down there and saw what a shithole we were in and did absolutely nothing to get us into a better place <laughs> for the better part of two years. And even then, it was only partially financed. Um, they put next to no money into us. Well, they finally, apparently Triple H got a hair of his ass and decided that, that they could do it better than, than OVW does it. I'm saying now...
and we throw in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did they they did everything that should have never ever been done. Because now when you do bump it up one more level, well, we saw that at ECW. We saw we saw better than that at ECW. Mm-hmm. Well that's great. Well now you're borderline trying to get people killed and plus he was notoriously known for, for barely paying any of his guys anything at all anyway. So not only was he getting two or three thousand people to come to those shows, um, his little cult following, which I used to call seven hundred and ninety two people, you'd see the same fucking ones in every town they went to. Seven hundred and ninety two people follow following him around. Paid the hard earned money to see the same fucking show every time. A bunch of people bleed, but how are we gonna make them bleed this time? And uh to, to me it was just horrible for the it wasn't wrestling. It was it was a circus sideshow. You want to call it what it is? Fine. Uh, it's a circus sideshow. And the guys that were there know it. They they don't want to admit it because some of them that's the only thing they had. Um, well, I'm sorry for you. You're bleeding like a stuck dog and, and risking your life and limb and the ability to walk upright. Um, it's your idea of wrestling. Then you and I have a different idea. Um, if that's what you want to do to earn your dollar, you're certainly welcome to do it. But don't call what you all did wrestling, because that's not what it was. So I guess you don't follow CZW. I don't know if you heard of Combat Zone Wrestling, which they use like light bulb fixtures, ladders. Anybody that uses the light, I, I nearly saw a man killed at one of uh, the, the old promoter shows around here. I, I'm not even calling an old promoter. Because um, now you're in the backyard shows in the state of Indiana. He's been banned from Kentucky. And, uh, but I worked for him for a few minutes as a favor to Dennis Corley, the, the old NWA guy. And I nearly saw two or three different people get killed by those white tubes. Chubulars cut, inhaling the fumes that come out of those white tubes, uh, breathing in all the, uh, the broken glass. Uh, on three different occasions, I nearly watched three people die over it's stupid shit. Why? So you can see a white tube broke over somebody. Well, that's just fucking great. You're a fucking moron to do it to begin with. And yes, they asked me to do it, and I said, you're, you're a fucking moron for even asking me. Um, Kawana set up by the ring. Uh, barbed wire this, barbed wire that, light this on fire. They wanted to light my tennis racket on fire. Well, until I figured out there was a safe way to do that, that would actually mean something to the match. Um, and for us to get that out of me, to do it one time, that was a shock. Oh, and then they wanted it every week. Well, I can get tennis right, but that, that tennis right didn't hurt nobody. The minute I hit somebody with it, the fire goes out. Mm. But that's not what's sold. Yeah, it's selling like it's been set on fucking fire. And then they wanted it done every week. Well, we do it every week. What does it mean? So that's, that's the thing I mean. And ECW was so different, stupid bullshit every fucking week. And there's an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. There's an audience that they, that there's people that will watch the goriest, most sick horror movie there ever is. And can't wait to see the next one that's going to try and top that one. And there's some people just don't want to see that shit, which, believe it or not, is most people. And that is why, and I used to love horror movies too, but I got, I reached a point where I said, well, what the fuck are they going to do now? Mm. I've seen it all. Uh, what, what can they do to top it? And then, and then when the blood and guts starts being 
Bathroom. This is interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll, I won't be on the phone doing it, so get your fantasies out of your head and let's get on with the show. Okay, so WrestleMania, let's take it. Um, What happened in the beginning? Did you Who sang America the Beautiful? Did you catch that? No, I did not. Uh, uh, I, I got to the show on the link. I thought it started at 8 o'clock, so I started probably where it should have started, and that was with Sting and, um, and uh, Triple H. Triple H. Yeah, let me... Exactly. Um, he, I guess he could have played for either team. I know. And, uh, and the thing we did with him was all kind of stupid. Razor Ramon was the only one that took a bump, and that shocked me. It also shocked me to see him upright and sober, but I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm all for anybody who can get their shit together, and let's hope he's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall and all, it was an entertaining match. I would have done it a lot different with the NWO and D-Generation X. Mm-hmm. I might have had it stop and made the fuckers work a little bit. Yeah, well, um, let's get back to the Sting match, first of all. How do you think for a 56-year-old man, Sting carried, you know, I think he did pretty good in the matchup. Okay, well, basically the match between um, Sting and Triple H was one, I think, you know, personally, I like that matchup. You know, a lot of people were complaining about the match because um, a lot of people from the generation now probably don't know DX or they don't know DNWO, but that was my era in the wrestling time because in the 90s and everything, it was DNWO and it was D-Generation X. Um, Sting, who a lot of people don't really know, had wrestled in TNA for quite a while, but a lot of people don't watch TNA, and when they were on Spike TV, they only had like a million viewers, but... You know, Sting pretty much held his own against Triple H. Match was pretty much straightforward match. It was old school style. 
there's no Hunakan Ranas, no Frankensteiners, basically side headlocks, shoulder blocks. Sting did a, a midway drop kick, but, but, you know, for a guy who's his age, I can't even do a drop kick myself without breaking my wrist, but he was amazing when, you know, him in a match with Triple H, and he definitely held his own. You know, the, you know, you could tell that, um, like, fatigue was setting in. Triple H looks marvelous, you know, from the past WrestleManias he's been in. You know, he hasn't been in the ring all that, that all that much recently, but he held his own against Sting, and both men were going at it, you know, neck and neck. And then having the run-ins, I think the run-ins were more, like, I think it's a lot of other podcasts you heard it say, a lot of the run-ins were more like buffers and almost, also like a nostalgic feeling because it was really, basically, that was the match that needed to happen back then when WWF took over WCW, which was the franchise thing against the franchise at that time was in the WWF was Austin, but Triple H also was like the main heel. So in a way, it was the revisit of WCW versus WWE. Um, two phenomenal athletes going at it. I think that was the longest match of the pay-per-view in WrestleMania. I think it was 18 minutes long. Um, they both went all out, and they showed... Like, you know, like, every, the fans were cheering. I think they cheer for any older wrestler. You still got it. You still got it. And things show that he can he can play ball and he can hang in the WWE. And you know what? There's something, and I'm back, and I should be good for the rest of the show. Okay. There's something that irritates me to no end. Are these East crowd, these East side crowds, and this one happened to be the far west, which surprised me, down in Los Angeles. Yeah. Are the ones that want to go along and act like they're smarter than the show mm-hmm. and do this chant and bullshit and try to take over the show. Mm-hmm. And when I went to wrestling, there were no chants. You went there and you got involved with the storylines and you were buying that everything was real. Mm-hmm. And now it's like that everybody in the house knows it's a work. The crowd realizes that if the matches are boring, they can try and make them more entertaining by starting the stupid-ass chance. Unfortunately, in my 28 years of working, never one time did anyone chant, this is awesome, and there's out there some smart-ass stuff that will maybe you didn't do anything that was awesome. <laughs> um, this is boring. Uh, you still got it. <laughs> None of those chants were ever had because normally the crowd was totally emotionally involved in what we were doing, mm-hmm. either hating one of us and liking the other. Yeah. Which, think- when they're doing that, they're doing neither. Yeah. They're wanting to be a part of the show and acknowledge, hey, we're, we'll judge you, you still got it. Yeah. Um, you were talking about the, the, the ring condition of a 56-year-old man. Well, this 55-year-old man had to go to the bathroom because I'm on a medication to try to keep fluid <laughs> building up in my system. So at age 55 and then in a few days, um, I know what I had to do. So the fact that Sting didn't have to fence for 18 minutes is probably a miracle in itself. Uh, but no, that's just a personal grudge of mine. I hate it when fans do the chants. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not. Yeah. A lot of times it's just they're bored and they saw something. Oh, well, there, there was something. Yeah. Uh, when I was a fan, I was totally immersed in a 27-minute, 44-minute match with Jerry Lawler versus Bill Dundee or Lawler versus uh, Terry Funk or Joe Duke or whatever the combinations might have been. I was got it. And if I'd ever chanted, used to have when he cracked 40, 
Uh, I hope he could come out of the goddamn ring and hit me in the mouth. <laughs> um, you know, because you're taking away from the story of the match. Because in this days, the wrestlers don't even know how to handle it. They will stop and let you chant. Mm-hmm. Because not even they realize that now you're dictating the flow of the match. Yeah. And, but for the, but for the ones that are hearing you still got it, they love to get blown. Yeah. And I, you know, if, if it were me, managing or wrestling, uh, I would be offended if they ever did that. I know this is weird. I know the younger generation is going, well, what the hell is no one talking about it? He's like the old man now that, that wants kids out of his yard. Well, I do. I don't want kids in my yard. My dog shits in my yard, and I don't want you bitching when you step in dog shit. <laughs> Best way to make that happen is don't be in my yard. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just one of those things I have not liked. I hate it. And the East Coast fans are notorious for it, and you're, you, you know where you live. You know what New York crowds do and Connecticut crowds and Philadelphia. Yeah. But if you've noticed from... Uh, up in North Carolina and South Carolina on down, they don't do it. South Carolina, I should say. Mm-hmm. The crowds don't do that. They don't do that in Texas. They don't do that in Alabama. They don't do it in Mississippi. They don't, uh, I'd say probably not even in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They don't do it in Wyoming. They don't do it in, in Seattle. They only do that shit. And of course, LA had a, all kinds of probably East Coast uh, transits at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an East Coast northeastern thing, which was all started by one Paul Heyman in the ECW. Well, let's let's see what happens no next year. No other organization I've ever seen. It used to be you you got the wrestler over. Paul Heyman got the company over. ECW, ECW, ECW. Name me one time that anyone ever chanted WWE, WWE. That's, that's you know why? Why? Because the talent is over, not the company. See, Heyman was a genius there. Mm-hmm. He knew that, that, that talent could possibly come or go because he's a Kool-Aid salesman and not everyone's going to drink the Kool-Aid. The little did he know is that more people drank the Kool-Aid than he was counting on. Exactly. So he wanted the company to be over. And he encouraged those ECW chants. But never once have you ever heard one fan yell, WWE, WWE. WCW, NWA, but you know who else did? And I hated it because uh, Danny Davis kind of stole from Paul Heyman. He motivated the crowd to chant OBW because he wanted the company to be over more than the talent. Hmm. But they never chanted OBW when I was in the ring. Or me or John Cena or Rico. Well, if you can, and if they had of, we would have followed up with sucks. Exactly. We would have let them know the company sucks. We're better than the company. Okay, Kenny, let's get back to WrestleMania, though. So, um, what was your impression of the Triple H and well, Sting? First of all, I want you to admit I'm right and tell me that you've never heard another company, uh, not anything legit, ever be chanted. You've never heard a WWE chant, have you? Um, no, never. I've never even heard of GWF chant or... Well, I did heard WCW when they were still around, when they had to feud with the NWO, but... Well, when it was over, they were going away. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but not NWA was what, what they basically originally were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, I just made my point. Go ahead and ask me your next question. Okay, um, so um, what did you think? I was talking about when you was... um. When you was doing whatever you had to do, I was talking about the Sting and Triple H matchup. I said, for well, I had to pee. I think we well covered that. I had to pee, goddammit. Uh, 
I'm a human being. Yes, of course, of I'm course. Done. I'm done. I can do the rest of this show without beginning in, depending how long we go, but I think I can do it. Okay, okay. So, um, what was your impression of the Sting and Triple H match? You thought they were both excellent? Uh, I wasn't overly impressed. It was entertaining. I expected more. Uh, some, some good shit. The introducing of the, the doing old folks' homes. But one of the old folks' homes could still work, and the other one absolutely positively could not. Yeah. I was amazed when Razor went for the Razor's Edge and took a backdrop out on it. Like I was saying before, a lot of people didn't even know Sting was in TNA. Like, you know, he was in TNA for a lot of years, and a lot of people didn't even know he was still wrestling. And then him... Well, well, you're exactly right. He was in TNA for a lot of years, and a lot of people didn't know he was still wrestling. Because a lot of people, you know, three million are watching Raw, and about a million are watching TNA. When you think about it, the difference is not as big of a landslide as it used to be when seven and eight million were watching Raw. Yeah. And then eventually, WCW fell back being fortunate to have two or three million watching them. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that Sting went there to work a couple of matches. That's really about all he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's never been in the WWE. They begged and begged and begged him to come. And him and Triple H are supposed to be old buddies. And Triple H can't even put over his old buddy on WrestleMania. What did it fucking mean to Triple H? Let Sting get the fucking win somehow, some way, and go out as a winner the one time he was there. Or is that telling him, well, God damn, I guess WCW was better than the WWE after all. Their champ, their their champ beat our champ. Well, the WWE had fucking 15 champions, and five, six of them were pretty goddamn good. Uh, maybe a little higher than that. Uh, but it, it, I would have never guessed in a million years that Sting would agree to go back to put Triple H over. Yeah. Like he fucking needed that. His daddy, his daddy owns the fucking company. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more to it, though. I'm sure there's at least one more match in Sting. Who knows? Probably in Dallas, Texas next well, year. There'll be another one, and I'm awfully concerned about him losing that one too. Yeah. Uh, from the rumors I'm hearing, it will be Sting and Undertaker in Texas. Yeah. What do you think Undertaker's going to lose his last match to Sting? No. But, but you yeah. know, the Undertaker, no. the, no. I, don't, I, I, I don't think so either, but the, uh, I think, wasn't it true, like, if a wrestler is going to go oh, wrong? Oh, oh, let, let me break it down even further. Do you think Sting is going to lose to Undertaker in his hometown? Probably the Undertaker's last match. No. Do you really think Sting is going to win that one? I can... The Sting lost that match the minute they tried to book it uh, the, about five minutes after this WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. I'm saying you never you never know, though. Anything is possible in the WWE, as they say. But, you well, know... Apparently not, if it, not apparently if it involves the Triple H. Because um, yeah. Triple H just seems busy blowing himself and trying to get himself over. Now, I realize I'm talking about a New York boy. This is a little different you hearing in the Southern perspective of Triple H. Yeah. If I put Cornette on, I'm being a whole lot nicer to Triple H than Cornette would be. Yeah. But 
we, we know him, we, we work with him in person, I work with him at OVW, yeah. and I know what his whole agenda is about. Yeah. And um, the right thing to do would have been, because Sting is not going to be an undertaker. Yeah. I mean, he only did it for Lesnar as, as, as a favor to Lesnar, to, to elevate him. He actually likes Brock, unlike a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know if you think Sting is going to be Undertaker is hometown on his last match. Uh, no, there's a lot of things that can happen in the WWE. That is not one of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I will bet my balls on that one. Why? Well, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking about Brock, so let's get to the Brock and Roman Reigns match. Um, two great. We have to do Walking Dead. We have to do Walking Dead another time. Let's see how we're doing there. All right. Let's just let's just keep it up. Um, Brock and um, um Roman Reigns. What's your take on that matchup? Uh, probably what. Needed to happen was happening as Rain was getting the teetotal dog shit beat out of him. I mean, if John Cena can take a teetotal ass whipping, I guess the rookie Reigns can do the same. I don't know if it's it, 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 it right to call him a rookie. He surely to God been there longer than a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long has he been there now? Uh, I don't know the exact amount of time, but he's been there for a while. Yeah, but they keep calling him a rookie. He's not a rookie. He's been there a couple of three years, I guess. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. Uh, good luck, as a matter of fact, Reigns originally was not picked to be the big star of the three of them coming out. Yeah. Um, I named Seth Rollins Jack Double Barrel Cannon when I met him at ROH. I never could think of his real name. I never could think of the damn thing. Uh, Colby Lopez? So always, yeah. What's that? Colby Lopez? That's his real name. Seth Rollins? Whatever. Well, whatever he was going by in, 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 uh, always in uh, ROH, oh, I never uh, could think of. Oh, um, Tyler Black. Tyler Black. Like, I never could think of that name, and I always asked him, well, how's your, how's your boy Jack Double Barrel Cannon doing? And Jimmy goes, who are you talking about? I said, that guy you like so much over there. I said, he's still in person. He said, who? I said, Jack Double Barrel Cannon. And he said, you and Tyler Black? Yeah, that guy. He said, God damn, he said, that's actually a better name. He said, I like that. So Jimmy, and, uh, upon my recommendation, was going to rename him and repackage him. It's Jack Double Barrel Cannon. That was going to be his name. He's going to go away for a while, come back new with a bit of a new look. Yeah. He's going to be Jack Double Barrel Cannon, and he's going to have a sidekick, a little midget named Cannonball. And Cannonball is going to get involved and help him win all of his matches. Oh, my God. As a babyface. As a babyface. And then eventually they would probably turn heel. Oh. And that was the plan for him, but WWE offered him a contract before we got a chance to do that. So uh, Jimmy tweeted it in, boys, I'm... You did all right. Congrats on being the world champion, but Jack Double Barrel Cannon would have been a much better champ. <laughs> and a much better name. Seth Rollins, I want to be Jack Double Barrel Cannon. That's what I want to be. Exactly. So, um, what did you think of the match? You know, now everything is now... Uh, the, the match was pretty good. Uh, for, for, for what you're going to get out of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the finish was the only thing they could do to save face. Because uh, they probably didn't want to have Brock win again and tie the title up. Because they never can defend the damn thing on TV as it is. Yeah. So the, and you could not have Rollin Reigns beating Brock. Because number one, it buries Brock to no fucking level. Mm-hmm. I think that was the perfect, uh, the perfect scenario. That was the perfect scenario for Brock to still look tough and not get beat at all. You know? Yeah, exactly. The crowd would have probably rioted because they, they hate uh, Rollins worse than the... Uh, most anybody else that's got to work with him. Exactly. And uh, they, they, even Jimmy Cornette said they were actually 
really smart that he said the WWE was actually smart in the way they booked this uh, because they took the only out they had. Mm-hmm. Put the belt on someone else without him beating Brock. Mm-hmm. And I guess, but, but for some reason, neither of us were looking for it, neither was my son, who's pretty much a wrestling genius as well. Mm-hmm. But none of the three of us were looking for it, even though we knew the little fucker had that money in the back thing. Yeah. So it worked out, it worked out good for everybody. Put the belt on him, create the, elevates his status a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly to God, don't know if he's ready for it. Is he going to be the next John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Taker, Shawn Michaels? Uh, personally, even though I really like the kid, I think he's got a ways to go personality-wise before he's there. Mm-hmm. There's something about that personality that uh, I wish he would add to it. I don't know if I can put my finger on exactly what it is. He's well-spoken. He gets great interviews. But for me, there's still a little something missing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just can't put my finger on what it is, but he's still not quite. And maybe it's just because he hasn't paid his dues yet. Yeah. Uh, he's still brand new in the game, too. They all come up at the same time. Yeah. And uh, they say the more talented of the three, what's the other one's name, a uh, little Terry Funk wannabe? Um, um, Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Dean Ambrose, probably actually might have more talent than, than the other two uh, overall. But he's so fixed on being Terry Funk that I ignore what could possibly be done with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that stupid goddamn thing he does. But they all do it now. They all got something stupid they do every match because they all got to have finishing moves. So Jerry Lawler had five, six, seven goddamn finishing moves. You never knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He might use the he might use the chain. He might use the brass knucks. It might be the fist off the middle rope. He might throw fire. He might do the pile driver. Yeah. And each finish had a little bit more pop than the other one. And the brawler used the pile driver, and the motherfucker wasn't getting up. Yeah. And when Joe was Duke and did get up, or the Undertaker or somebody, he put it on. I can't remember, but he he pile drive one of them. And when the guy got up, brawler shit his pants. Yeah. And because no one had ever gotten up from the pile driver before. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire, fire, no one ever recovered from that. Those are the greatest appeals all fit to the fire and all the great baby faces all fit to it. Mm-hmm. But Lawler had like seven finishes. Mm-hmm. And you never knew which one you were going to get. Well, now everyone, how, how in the world could you make somebody believe that every fucking match ended with a guy fucking up the same way and taking the same fucking move, the people's goddamn elbow? Mm-hmm. You have the crowd ate it up, the crowd loved it. Well, let's face it, it's the stupidest motherfucking finish in the history of wrestling. Yeah. I stole it myself. I called it the royal elbow. Yeah. But I was a comedic wrestler. When I did something that was for comedy, yeah. I'm the fat manager. I'm not in there trying to make anybody think I can beat anybody, even though I have beaten quite a few. John Cena only being one of them, along with Rob Conway, the NWA champion, Jerry Lawler, the NWA champion. Yeah. I've beaten all of the major world champions, including Mark Henry, ECW champion. Well, you ain't gonna you will ECW marks. Fuck you, I'll be your world champion. And I'm just a fat fucking manager. You can tell I'm in a great mood tonight, can't you? Yeah, I, can, I think it's the meds. It's the meds. <laughs> the meds. It's the meds talking. Pay no attention to me. It's only the meds. That's what I'd say in court. Yeah, okay. So um, Brock Lesnar, you know, pretty much did the F5 early on in the matchup, and Roman Reigns kicked out. It probably one of the few guys besides John Cena to kick out the F5. So, in a way... <laughs> Sure, I, think they, they, I think they elevated him some. Reigns actually did, uh, who had um, probably 95% of that 76,000 against him when 
he started. I think he won over maybe 20, 25 percent of them. Yeah. Uh, by the end of it, um, he did get to make Lesnar bleed hard way three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard somebody claiming it was that Lesnar bladed. If he did, that is the fastest motherfucking blade job I've seen in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and those tractors, if he did it, me or Cornette, neither one could find it. Yeah, I know. It looked like a complete accident, though. It didn't look like he bladed at yeah, all. Well, that's what I thought, because I went back looking for the blade. And I know what I'm looking for, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. So, if he, if he did it, then, um, yeah, well, number one, they're not supposed to, because that's big trouble. Yeah. So, that's, an, that's another reason I'd be amazed that they would fucking do it on WrestleMania and get find out the motherfucking ass for that. Yeah. Um... But if he, if he did it, I never saw it. And he got to be fucking teaching class on how to bleed if you're going to bleed in a match, which I never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no fucking intentions of it. Uh, I'm too fucking pretty to be scarred in my face like that. <laughs> so um, getting back to the match, though, um, um, Roman Reigns looked like he was meant to be total-to-total with Brock Lesnar. You know, a lot of people said he doesn't look like he deserves the shot, whatever, but he looks like he deserved that main event. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really a fan, per se, of Roman Reigns, but... You know, well, I will highly disagree with you there. He might deserve to be a main event, but I don't think he deserved a main event WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, that, that, to me, has got to go to someone else. Uh, he's a good-looking prospect. There is some potential there. I've been saying that for two or three years. Yeah. Uh, but the main event, the WrestleMania, was Brock Lesnar. I'm sorry. But I'm know, sorry. That, that's one reason I had no desire to even see this goddamn pay-per-view. Yeah, but I'm saying, but look. Let's face it. If that was the only match that was on the card, how many tickets would they have sold? Yeah, true, but I'm saying, but who you Rock, give it to? Rock, Aust- Rock Austin, you sell a shitload of tickets. Rock Michaels, you sell a shitload of tickets. Yeah. Austin Michaels. Yeah. Austin Undertaker. All kinds of various different combinations. Or if that were the only match there, but you know it was going to be a good one, you'd probably go ahead and fork down a little bit of money for a ticket. Yeah. Well, you can't tell me that there were that many people, even short of Roman Reigns' family, that if that were the only match, it's going to be Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns. There's not that many tickets that would have been sold. Yeah, no, not, yeah, not at all. Been, but the event sold the tickets, not the match. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, they, they have to get somebody else besides John Cena to main event all the time. You know, I think, you know, they're trying well, to... Well, like, they, they do, and, they, and they, they have a couple of other people there that, uh, I'm, you know, uh, I know Randy Orton's done his share, and then The Miz has done his share. And The Miz is the former world champion. Yeah. has been reduced to nothing but, but total yeah. comedy and chaos yeah. now. And, and look at Daniel Bryan. Damien Mizdow, a very dear friend of mine, who I used to manage, uh, he's now taking that comedy and elevated it and actually elevated his career. He was probably on his way out the door until he made this thing work. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that happened to Eugene. Eugene was given a, a thing that was guaranteed to fail and he made it work. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, until he had the problems overseas. Yeah, you know, you get uh, eggs, you make double eggs, you know. You just go with what they give you. So, uh, you know my opinions on all that, so why don't we wrap up WrestleMania? That was really about all that, uh, that I um, saw. No, wait, 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 one, more, one more before we head out. I just want to t- hit the big three. We hit the big two. The, that, the last one, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt. What do you think about the Undertaker? How do you think? Oh, oh, I forgot about that one. Now, once again, I love Bray Wyatt. I love Undertaker, but there was almost no reason to have that match. Yeah. Bray Wyatt's evil and Undertaker's evil are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, one can strike you dead with a lightning bolt, the other one can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the part where he was doing the creepy crawly thing where he's the upside down tarantula. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then the Tiger leaned up and looked at him. That was a good spot. Yeah. Um, but if you look into the crowd, they were not into that match. Yeah, I know. I, I think I like the Undertaker, Undertaker match with Brock Lesnar better when he had a concussion when in this match as yeah. he had hair. You know, it just... Yeah, and, and I wasn't even particularly crazy about that matchup. Uh, that was just two totally different. Yeah. But Undertaker thinks he's a shoot fighter anyway. That's why he wears the MMA gloves. Yeah. He goes to all the MMA matches. He, he, he was friends with Brock. He was there to buddy up with Brock. Yeah. So he, Taker wanted that match more than anybody else did. Yeah. Um, and Taker normally gets what Taker wants as a rule. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But once again, that was another match I gave less than a rat's ass to see. But when I was a Rock Austin, a Rock Michaels, the Michaels Austin, various other combos, um, even me as a person who's been in the business 28 years, going, yeah, fuck, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. It's, 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 to me, this is one of the weaker WrestleMania cards I've seen in a long time. I've, I've seen Rawls that are much better. All right, on a scale uh, of, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, how you rank this WrestleMania? I'd be hard pressed to give it a five. Five, wow. Compared to compared to others I've seen. Yeah. Compared to other pay per views I've seen. Yeah. I'd be hard pressed to I'd be hard pressed to give it a five. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I don't think I'm alone. I think other. And I'll trust the opinions of anybody that uh, yeah. number one and get the paycheck from the WWE yeah. and uh, has got twenty years in the business for us. Boy, like I do. Hell, I'm nearly thirty. Yeah. And um, I would find it hard to believe anybody gives that much more than a five or a six. Yeah. I know what I like. I, I think I give it a seven. And the, the only reason I but, give it a but, seven. But, but people that were there. I mean, of course, if you're there yeah. and caught up in the moment, you're going to feel a little differently about it. Yeah. But when you're being entertained on a 50 inch TV, a 70 inch TV, whatever, and yeah. you're 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 kind of counting on the crowd noise to help you get involved into what you're seeing. Yeah. Um, you view it a little differently. It's, it's like I had a friend of mine tell me Titanic sucked. I said, well, how can you say that? Well, I wrote it as man, and it fucking sucked. I didn't like it. I said, you have a 13-inch black and white TV. How well did you think you were going to like Titanic on a 13-inch black and white TV? <laughs> it's, an ex- it's an experience. Yeah. You need the sound. You need the picture. You need to, you need, you need to be in the theater, probably. Yeah. Uh, like if you were going to, like if a Twister was another one that was great for the theater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Star Trek, uh, there's people who didn't like Star Trek, but I say if you haven't seen Star Trek in the theater, then it's a totally different course, experience. Of course, it's all, and I don't go to the movies as much as I used to, but the feeling is just totally different. Yeah. So let's go ahead and touch on uh, a little bit of Walking Dead. We promised we would, so yes. we're going over time, so be it. Yes, um... Okay, so WrestleMania is one and done. We did that. Um, the Walking Dead, this season, I thought probably was one of the best seasons so far of The Walking Dead. What's your take on this season so far? There are others that disagree with you. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting right here watching season one right now. Okay. Uh, just get, I'm just getting done watching the episode where Glenn uh, took the red Mustang, whatever it was, and oh, uh, moved the zombies away from uh, the building so they could get everybody out of there, and then they, they headed off to their first. Glenn uh, is totally different in those. Glenn almost talks like fucking Buzzsaw from uh, Transformers or whatever it was. Yeah. So, what was the one Buzz that ran out? Yeah, but you notice the whole season, the whole first season was so dark, it was so different. Especially Daryl's character evolved from the first season till now. It was so different because they had different shows. Yeah, okay. Daryl has evolved tremendously. Glenn is, is two different people now. 
to see Glenn today and to see him then. Uh, he was like this little, fast-paced, little, high-pitched, little squirrely kid. Yeah. Uh, who talked real fast, and now he's all laid back and cool. And, yeah. I mean, he's he grown into a man on that show. It's been six years. Yeah, you know. People teach him six years, especially starting at that age. Yeah. So, um, let's yeah. get... Let, let's get right into the season. Um, this season basically, um, it started out when they escaped Terminus, and basically, and you know, there were about um, Rick, um, Abraham, um, Glenn. They were about to get their throat slits in this season, and then yes, it was looking very dark for all of them there at the beginning. As a matter of fact, did you know who the first person was that got his throat slit at Terminus? Do you know who that was? Of course, Robin Lord Taylor, the Penguin. Not a lot of people know that because he had blonde hair. He was flown in especially for that episode. Yep. Had no idea what he was doing. Found out he had no lines and was going to get his throat cut and be sent back. Yep. Look how life changed for that motherfucker. Yeah, look at that. Getting his throat slit to probably being one of the hottest characters on television right now. And he's, he's a sweet guy, too. I've seen him on a few talk shows. I don't think he even realizes what has happened to him, and he's very humble about it. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it just amazes him uh, what he has fallen into, because he, he really didn't even have any idea he was going to be the Penguin. Yeah. And with the, and with the Penguin has become, and that he would be the most popular character on the show. Exactly. He's such an iconic character. He's always going to be... At- well, we're almost hated however you want to look at it, but no, he does one hell of a job, man. I'm, I'm impressed by the guy. Yeah. Uh, this, this wasn't going to turn into a Gotham blowing contest, but Gotham's another great show. Yeah. Um, the Walking Dead's my baby. I, I love the I always love zombie movies, especially if they're done well. That's why I like the original Night of the Living Dead, a Dawn of the Dead. The ones that are done well. Well, normally if George A. Romero's got his name on it, I normally liked it. Yeah. And I was hoping that George A. Romero was doing these, but I have to admit. Uh, I've, I've been happy so far. There haven't really been a season I've been disappointed in. Yeah, but I, I mean, uh, this season overall, though, overall, this season has just been full of surprises, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wasn't looking for Michonne to lay Rick out. I wasn't looking for the, uh, the leader there to uh, give Rick the okay to uh, alleviate that situation that developed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say next year is even going to be darker and gloomier. Yeah. You know, and we lost... And, but no, overall, I was very impressed. Uh, a solid show. If you're not watching it, you should be, but apparently you are because uh, they say there's like 23 million people that watch the show at any given time. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, that where do you think they're going to go with this um, uh, Before the Walking Dead? What's the name of it going to be? Oh, Fear, Fear, Fear the Walking Dead, the spinoff? Fear the Walking Dead. Now, are we going to see zombies in this as well? Yeah, this one is going to be as well. The, the, the first couple of episodes is going to be a prequel. Is going to be this is the first time anywhere, not even in the comics. This is the start of the epidemic. What caused the Walkers? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's going to be the start of that. And then it's going to catch up con- concurrently with the season of the original Walking Dead. So, um, yeah. So basically. Yeah, so basically the first couple of episodes is just the start of the epidemic, and it takes place in Los Angeles, so it has no... How many, how many seasons do you think they plan to run it to well, get them? Well, the, first, yeah, the, well the, the show already got picked up for a second season, and it hasn't even aired the pilot yet, but it's going to be six oh, episodes. Really? It's already been picked up for two seasons, huh? Yep, already, and the show has not they, even aired. They know they've got a built-in hit. Just put a fucking zombie in it, it's going to be a hit. Look, look at I, Zombie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't... Yeah, yeah, uh, 
Um, there's another zombie show called Z Nation on Sci-Fi Channel. I don't know if you haven't seen that. It's on Netflix. Oh, no, I haven't. It's called what now? Z Nation. Well, I like World War Z. I liked it better than some people. Uh, and this is called Z Nation. And yeah. it's zombie? Yeah, zombie. Yep. It's on Netflix. The whole first season is on Netflix. You should definitely check that out. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be checking that out. Then. Uh, you got a Netflix account? Yes, I do. Mr. Beats, uh, as long as you send me some beats, I'll be happy. Beats, you can go down four yards in New York. Well, fuck, we'll go to New York, you'll be rich. Yeah. Um, let's get back to the to the season. So, basically... Oh, you you avoided that controversy in there. I don't want me to buy some beats. I'm going to change subjects. Let's go back to the, to the season. So, basically, the season pretty much started out with the Terminus people, which I thought the whole season would last with the Terminus people. I didn't think it... And all the Terminus people. Hopefully they have rechargeable batteries because it seems like there's no electricity in the zombie apocalypse. But I'm sure they have rechargeable batteries. So um, the Terminus people got pretty much killed off in the in the first like I think three or four couple of episodes. They, they were a creepy bunch of motherfuckers. They were true heels, man. I did not like them. Yeah. My son, my son was the biggest fan of Shane. Yeah. He loves Shane. He says he knows every week when. Um, he says he knows who didn't die. He says, when I look at my phone and see the internet is still working, I know that Daryl did not die. Yeah. He says, because when Daryl dies, the internet world will shut down. Yeah. All mates and people will jump off bridges. Yeah, I don't there'll know. There will be, yeah. there'll, there'll, there'll be people threatened. Yeah. There will be deaths over the death of, uh, of, of uh, Daryl. I know. Mark my words. I think this season, I don't know. I don't know. The this, this, this season coming up in October, it could be, you know, I think Morgan is going to be the replacement for Daryl. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know. You know? I said, I, I, the season coming up in October, I think, will be the last season for Daryl. This is just my speculation, my prediction. This is your speculation based on anything? Um, well, because Morgan is more of, like, the Daryl type, you know? And, you know, Daryl is really a made-up character just for the show, but... Okay, I didn't know that. But you notice, like, every black person they killed off, they replaced them with another black person. Or every, pretty much, every person that gets killed off, someone new comes in, someone dies. You know, Beth got killed yeah. off. You know, Beth well, got killed Morgan is, Morgan is probably me and my son's favorite character, who's like he said, I'm never on the show, I don't know everyone loves me, I'm only been on three times in six years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he, he's good. He, he is a fucking classic actor, and he's solid up. Yeah, and you notice people were shocked that he's British and his accent. They're like, "Oh my god!" You know, he puts. No, I wasn't. I've seen him before, but I was. Uh, but hell, half the goddamn roster is British. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Andy Lincoln. Your girl's British. Rick's British. Morgan's British. Yeah, the governor was British too. The governor was British. Yeah, I love the governor, man. He was. He was probably my favorite heel. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the terminus uh, people, huh? Yeah. So the, the Terminus people got killed off, basically. Um, the whole season was basically, um, 
You know, Beth had her standalone episodes when she was trapped in Slabtown. She had her standalone episodes being trapped with um, Dawn, the police officer, and her rules and regulation and, you know, having the doctor there. I don't know. I think, you know, I think I thought Rick should have took over that hospital area, but that didn't happen. That may have made some sense, taking over a hospital that's loaded with food might not be a bad idea. Yeah, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go and what they got now. At least we got the prequel to keep us occupied until next October. Yeah, and you know, this season we lost Beth, we lost Tyrese. Um, who else did we, we lose? we kept Rick and we kept Daryl. Yeah. Um, I felt, the bad uh, thing is, I think less people will be upset when Rick dies than, than, than Daryl. I think it's, I think it's probably... Uh, 2080. Yeah, yeah. And what about... Um, like Rick, and I love Carl. Carl's great, too. Yeah, what did you think about Deanna and her losing her husband, Reg, to um, Pete? Oh, man, I, I wasn't looking for it, I'll tell you that. I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. yeah especially the turn sword. Yep. Uh, a lot of shit played into that. I was not looking for that. Yeah, you know, Rick was pretty much right all along, but... He was just psychotic in a way. Like, you know, he was just telling them, you know, we got to do something about this guy, you know. No, he's got to listen to when he's getting all flurry guys and everything. Yeah. But, uh, and again, he's not supposed to have. He's hard to listen to. Yeah. And then, you know, Deanna sort of lost it. She says, Rick, do it. And Rick just, you know, out of, out of instinct. Didn't think you to think about it, did it? Nope, not at all. But then when he saw Morgan, you know, Morgan now had a change of heart because if you remember him in the couple of episodes back, he was kind of going bananas there where he had... Yes, he was. Yes, he's gotten his shit together since then, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, he had booby traps for the walkers. He had, like... Nothing nothing but great things to look forward to for season six. I can't wait to see the the prequel. Uh, Now, Jimmy Cornette says that instead of the Fear of the Walking Dead, shouldn't it be named... Because the Walking Dead title is right up there, you know, it's a trademark copyright title, and people know the Walking Dead is that. We know we're just trying to be funny. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just, just, just saying it out there for people who are who are too serious. My boy, the meds are kicking in. We went an hour, which I told you thirty to forty minutes, so I lied again. And uh, I guess tune in because it looks like this might be the last podcast I ever do. We'll, we'll just have to see. Oh, so this will this 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 will be it. Facebook ends at midnight. I got about two hours before I go kill that account. And uh, but I got an email, Kenny Bowen at MSN.com. I might leave the Facebook account up another day or two if anyone wants to order some beats. I'll, I'll process any orders. Get your beats by Bowen. You can PayPal me at Kenny Bowen at MSN.com. I've got all the great wrestling DVDs featuring me, John Cena, Jerry Waller. Uh, just tell me what your interests are in, and uh, we've got package deals. Three for $99 on the beats saves you overall with all the extras I throw in with it, about oh, probably 50 or 60 bucks on three sets. And uh, you can write me at Kenny Bowen at MSN.com or go to Facebook uh, to my inbox. You might not see me on the wall, but I'll keep it open a couple of days to where I can uh, process any final uh, Beats by Bowen orders. Okay, people buy the Beats by Bowen. Uh, at least on that format, I'll always be taking them in. Kenny Bowen at MSN.com, anyway. Gotcha. Um, Kenny, um, any predictions for... Well, you can call me on my home phone and talk to me at 502. No, I ain't gonna fucking do that. I'll never get no sleep. <laughs> I said, um, what, what's your for next season in October of The Walking Dead? What do you think will happen? I think people will die. There will be blood. There will be zombies. Uh, 
zombies and there'll be some new characters. Yep, definitely, definitely. And and, uh, correction, and I'm going to stick to that. Definitely, and also tune in for the summertime for Fear the Walking Dead, which is definitely... I can't off. wait, I think, and I don't know when it's coming, probably August, if I had to guess, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes, definitely. I don't think you have a premiere date, do you? Um, no, they just said that it was only a 15-second um, teaser, but it just said summer, so it could be June, we July. Seen much, have we have probably July or August, but we'll see, uh, hopefully sooner. And also, the, the Strain is coming back in the summertime, which is a good show, too. You've seen The Strain? You must watch The Strain. There's only 10 episodes in the first season. It's an amazing show. The Strain, what's it air on? Um, FX Channel. I, mean, I like FX. They're normally pretty solid. I love it. Justified, Justified yeah. they've got. Basically, the show's about... I'm really good at Justified right now. Uh, yeah, the Justified is his final season this season. Yes, it is. I'm very sad about that. It's one of my favorite shows. They're in season seven themselves. Yeah, um... Let's see here. Uh, yeah, the meds are kicking in. We've been going slightly over an hour, so I better hop off here. But uh, keep in touch with me. You know, you know how to track me down. Uh, whether I'm on Facebook or not, you know how to track me down. All right, Kenny, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I think this is probably one of the fastest reviews I've ever done, but um, I appreciate. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. One of the wildest ones on my part, but I said what I had to say. Yeah, well, this is your final um, time on any podcast, I would say, for a while, so... Um, Looking that way. Looking that way. You know... Didn't even do my own show, but I did yours, but I gotta tell you something. You owe me some money, goddammit. <laughs> so, you know, Kenny so, Bolin, yeah. you can come any back on the Atomic Podcast, because we blow up the news on a verbal scale with you on it. All right, everybody. I appreciate it. Let me know how the show does. Uh... Good night to all your friends, and I'm heading back to the bathroom. All right. Good. All right, have a good one, Kenny. I will. All right. And that was Kenny Boland's from the Atomic Podcast here. Um, really quick podcast. Um, you can reach us at um, Twitter. We have Facebook. Um, you can look at Eve's the Canon Sanon, known as Ed Sanon on Facebook. Um, that's pretty much it. This was kind of a discombobulated show. Um, I had something planned out, but it didn't work out. But um, Kenny filled in. Um, you can hear Kenny on the Bowling Alley Podcast. And that's a wrap, folks. Oh!